and welcome back to Once Upon a Blue Moon Time Podcast. I am your host for this evening, Donald, and along with me is the lovely Camille and the always beautiful Matt. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm feeling quite lovely, thank you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> How are Very you? Very I'm doing good. It's been a while. We've got a lot of shows to watch, and seems like they're just piling on, and, and there's just more shows every week, more shows coming back, new shows, shows that I haven't yet had a chance to see. It's overwhelming. And now the NBA season has started, so I, I have no time to sleep anymore. <laughs> yeah. I hear you there. So, what's the most urgent show on you guys' mind? We'll start with that one. Well, we have, I think we have plenty of Doctor Who episodes to go through, so um, I guess we can uh, get that out of the way, since that tends to be somewhat of a burden for the podcast. (laughs) Well, I I think we stopped Mummy at the Orient Express. Is that the one that we need to talk about first? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think the past past one of the episodes that actually hasn't been bad at all. So, Mummy at the Orient Express, Matt, I'm going to throw it to you. What are your thoughts on that episode? Okay, uh, first off, not my favorite of the three that we've seen, with including that one, but um, still not bad. Kind of fun, kind of funny, kind of uh, yeah. I don't like I don't like flip flop I don't like flip flop Claire I wish you, you know at that point I was really mad at her I liked her a lot better in the next one but not I didn't like her in that episode because it just felt like well why are we even going through this just so that they can make this point and it didn't really feel like she was sold to me at the end by what the doctor did I guess she was supposed to be but I didn't buy it yeah I I totally agree it was definitely uh... Not on board with the whole flip flop kind of, I don't know, understanding or misunderstanding with Clara, but like, yeah, definitely, definitely lost a lot of respect for the character and whoever's writing her because that was very like, I felt like they crossed the line that shouldn't have been crossed and it actually really like pissed me off to say lightly. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Clara from the start anyway. And the sad part is, in the following episode, I liked her. Mm-hmm. In this episode, I didn't. Mm-hmm. It, it, when she, when, even in the uh, Robots of, of Sherwood, I liked her. When she takes charge, she's cool. She's fine. But it's like every other episode, she's a totally different character. And I, I, we literally saw her just fight the doctor and be mad at him because he gave her an opportunity to take charge. And in another episode, she actually almost literally becomes the doctor and she loves it. So why so inconsistent? In this episode, uh, the mummy, mummy episode, she was, I don't even know if she was the character for the, at least the parts of, of the, that matter for the, the standalone plot. I think she was just kind of playing the role of a regular companion. And then, you know, they throw in the Danny Pink stuff to keep the, if you want to call that a plot, keep the plot going. And it just kind of made, like you said, made me sick. 
like who, she's lying to both of them at, at, at this point. Is she's mad at the doctor the episode before that, and now she's just like right back. Oh, I'm, but I'm mad at you. I'm really pissed at you. I'm leaving. But let's have one more, you know, fun go. How about that? That that's what to me makes no sense. Then turning around, the doctor didn't really change. She did the same thing that he always did, and now all of a sudden she's cool with it. Uh, I don't know. Like like I said, I don't really understand what they're trying to show us. And, I mean, it depends on how far you guys want to jump ahead. Like, even looking at the preview for the finale, I could probably make a few guesses. But I don't know if we want to go that far. i probably just stick with this episode for now. Uh, we can move forward. But uh, I'll just add on to that before we move forward is that, like, you know, it's it's this weird thing of, like, you know, Clara was never this flip-floppy with Matt Smith's doctor. So... For me, even just, even based on what we've known from her with Matt Smith, it's so uncharacteristic in general. So, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's like, I don't know if like all this angsty kind of thing with Clara is because of her maybe mistrust for the doctor because he regenerated and this is all still a big part of that and her coping with it. But it does feel very like just, it just feels like someone forged forge some very obvious thing in the middle of the road and it's so unnatural feeling now and it's like where was any of this when she was with matt smith and the whole thing just kind of comes back to it like well you know she has some love interest now and that's affecting her and i don't know if we're supposed to be sympathizing with that but it's really like to the point where it's like i just want her gone like I can't even like i feel like so disrespected like you don't do that to the doctor like <laughs> ugh, yeah Maybe, maybe she's, uh, maybe sometimes, uh, she's Claire and maybe sometimes she's a test selector. <laughs> <laughs> or an almost person. I don't know. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's kind of weird. I'm, I was almost thinking for a, a minute that she would just melt like, like Amy did. We find out that she's not really a real thing. Mm, yeah. Which could, I mean, could still possibly be. Yeah. Maybe she's like one of those, um, clockwork robots or something. I don't know. But then again, that would kind of kill everything for me because I feel like they push so much importance on her and it's just make her be nothing would really kind of suck. But I mean, who knows? I, I'm still trying to figure out which, which direction they're going. And to be honest with you, I don't care about the Danny Pink relationship because, uh, I mean, it's fine. He's a fine character and everything. But I don't. I feel like that we don't know enough about it. It's just like, it's almost like when you watch a, a old sitcom and, you know, the first episode, you meet this guy or the, the person meets the guy or the, the guy meets the girl. And, you know, like, oh, that's the love interest for the year. They're going to end up together. And they just skip everything else in between it because I don't see – I've never seen really anything that make me want to care about Danny Pink and Clara staying together. It's always, yeah. like, little snippets at the end of the episode, little snippets in the middle, little parts where she's just – frankly lying to him and he just seems to be like the nicest dumbest guy because he just keeps oh i forgive you oh this is cool yeah lie to me every second of the day that's fine it just it doesn't seem to have that much of a foundation yeah so did you guys like the the plot of the the countdown mummy and uh the resolution to that did that make sense to you guys i accepted it I don't know if it was, you know, everything with Doctor Who is is much more fairy tale than science. So, 
I, I was, yeah. I was cool with it. I don't like the fact that we didn't really resolve who Gus was. Yeah, I was thinking it would be somebody that was related to Missy in some way, but they never gave us any answers to that. Yeah, it was kind of the same with Matt. Just kind of accepted it and let it, you know, run its course. I mean, I guess I was more like. I was too like fuming about what was going on with Clara, so that's <laughs> it was so background for me at that point. Yeah, yeah. that's understandable. You know, uh, I guess you Matt hit it hit it on the nose. What I was gonna say is that it seemed like it would be a scientific thing, but it turned out to be a little too magical. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. They tried to go with, with science by saying that the reason he was doing it was malfunctioning. Um, tech or whatever malfunction tech, but then it did, it wasn't something that necessarily needed to be fixed. Like the doctor would take it apart and fix it. He just needed to say, I surrender, and the guy just turns into ash immediately, which didn't make sense to me. It kind of reminded yeah. me of the, the most recent episode of Doctor Who, too, the ending up to that one, but we'll get to that. Let's keep the ball rolling and move on to Flatline. Now, personally, this was my favorite episode of the season so far. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. there's very little if anything I, I have to say that I would complain about it so I thought it took Camille this time um so as far as Flatline goes it was definitely a little bit of I feel like it was a little outside the box for once like quite literally too <laughs> um <laughs> it was neat I liked how they kind of incorporated this kind of artsy like literally like artsy type of like storyline and and I don't know, it was really nice to see Clara outside of the whole, like, you know, thing I was upset about with her from the previous episode. It was nice to see her, like, kind of embrace the doctor to the point of, like, pretending to be him, you know, and kind of playing this little doctor slash, like, investigator type role. And and even, like, with the the little sidekick that she had, she kept calling him a name. I don't remember his name, but, like... She just kept referring to him in this very, like, sidekick type way. And it was, like, it was very endearing to me. Um, and I just kind of liked the way the villain was, like, it was there, but he wasn't. And I don't know, it was interesting, like, kind of how they even went about solving, you know, and fixing the, the problem and kind of getting rid of these creatures or whatever. So, um, I don't know, it was a lot more innovative, I think. It was a lot more intriguing definitely kept me more interested and overall I think it was just a, a really well balanced episode and I didn't feel it just felt more natural from the other ones that we've seen at least the past couple of episodes so like it was a good refreshing like oh this is this is something I can actually get into and I'd rather pay more attention to this than what's on my phone or computer or whatever so <laughs> definitely kept my attention to say the least so um yeah, it was a good one. Definitely the best, the best one of this this season or series or whatever you want to call it. I agree, Matt. What about you? Well, first off, I would definitely concur that it was definitely the strongest episode this season. Um, I actually, you know, as as kind of little as the Doctor really played a part, other than communicating with Clara, I was really endeared to Peter Capaldi's. Uh, performance and, and the, the little tricks of uh, having, uh, 
having him be uh, his big eye poking out the little door yes. and all that stuff. I thought that, that was great. The hand coming out to pull him off the track. Yeah, the Adams family I'm, line. That was yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it was, it was fantastic. I mean, I thought that was hilarious. I thought those monsters, especially when they came into 3D form, they, the, the, the way that the, the shapes kind of, uh, their, their forms kind of swirled around and stuff. That was cool. That was scary. Yeah. It plays on a really, uh, you know, a good, childhood fear that the walls are going to swallow you up or the floor is going to swallow you up. I mean, it, it hit all the right points. And uh, Claire really reminded me of Sarah Jane, uh, the old Sarah Jane from the classic series. So that's why I really like that. Even though I know you guys are perfectly correct in saying that she's uh, a mutable character. You know, it seems like they, they just morph her into whatever she needs to be for a particular episode. But in this one, um, she was really strong, and I I loved not just the character, but uh, Jenna's performance in it too. I agree. I think I think she's actually a pretty good actress. I I feel like it's not necessarily all her, her fault. Some of the stuff that she gets is just like, what can I do with that? I have to <laughs> I have to read these words. I can only do it the best I can. Um, now here's here's my little nitpicky things about this episode. Uh, one was the guy, which at first I thought it was, it was starting out like an episode of Misfits, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the guy that we get introduced to, the who ends up being Clara's sort of companion, in a way, to me, he didn't have enough motivation, enough personality to be in the role that he was in. It, it seemed kind of weird, and just like they wanted to have somebody there to play off Clara. Uh, he was just some guy, I guess he lost his aunt. And next thing you know, he's willing to kill himself in a train for no reason. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all kind of weird to me. And then the the other two or three side, side characters, they were just, seemed like they were just there to die. And then there was the one guy, uh, the older guy, where he didn't have any imagination. And I was like, oh, he's going to grow. And at the end, he's going to have an imagination. And then, no, he just kind of walks off. And I think the doctor or someone made a line, like, sometimes the people that should have died don't. And I was like, wow, that was kind of dark. <laughs> and yeah. it just didn't make it, didn't make any sense to me. Like they, the guy, it was just no growth in the character. He was just kind of there to make a little sarcastic comments. So I, I felt like that, that little, uh, supporting cast was, could have easily just left. The episode would have been just the same. Um, the monsters were great. Like you said, uh, when they were coming into 3D, all the little tricks that they had to do to keep making the doors 2D and 3D, that was very, very cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I took four years of art in college, and I didn't know you could draw a door with it with that level of detail and depth perception with just one color of spray can. Spray can. So I thought that was a little bit cheesy. Uh, they could have done a shot where there was multiple colors and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I guess this is one of the things you have to accept um, <laughs> for the episode. Uh, the the hardest stuff. I was thinking to myself. And Matt, maybe you could throw in something here because I know you've seen a lot more Doctor Who. I was thinking, how could the show have gone on so long and they never did that trick with the shrinking TARDIS before, have they? Not to my knowledge. I, I mean, I will be the first to admit that I haven't seen all of Classic Who, but any that I've seen, they've they've never done anything like that. So Yeah, that in itself was, was absolutely brilliant. I, I almost wish they could do it every episode. I know they did uh, a Trenzalore that was the giant TARDIS. Which is was kind of cool, um, and I, I like the stuff that the little hint that we dropped, like um, Doc, the Capaldi, Doctor Capaldi, uh, Capaldi, 
uh, was saying, like, you know, if the TARDIS was its actual weight, it would crack the Earth when it landed. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool to imagine, you know, because the ship is really, really big, and we don't often get to see how big it is. We just see that control room and a few corridors. But, yeah, that's how big is that ship, you know, to be crammed in, in just a little police box? So I thought I'd like to see, like, maybe a big TARDIS one time, like, just actual size dimensions. That would be pretty crazy. Uh, to see, but yeah, uh, the small toys that was just it was kind of cute. Uh, I would like to buy a toy where like you open it, open it up, and yeah, it's Capaldi's eye right there, nose that would be kind of cool. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I could I could easily gush about this episode all day, but do you guys have anything else you want to add about the, the plot? What worked, what didn't work, what did you like? I'm just kind of adding on what you're saying about like the little background of like the TARDIS and. I think it's, like, neat when they add things like that into the show, even if it's, like, a small little, like, like statement or something, you know, just kind of giving history or background or more knowledge to, like, something that we don't know that much about. And it's, like, I wish they would do more of that kind of, like, oh, this this thing is really, you know, this, you know. And even if it's something so simple, like, for me, it gives, like, so much more detail to, like, what's in front of us, like, visually, you know. Um, yes. And just as far as, you know, some of the weird things you're saying, like how the guy was kind of there to die or he was so willing to die. I think it's I think like they kind of bring that whole as like essence of like how much Claire brings to the table and what she what she's like when she meets people that she just infects them in some way that, you know, they're willing to help save the world or something for a greater good. But like it seems there's a lot of there's a lot of people like just in general in the show where there's like. So many people willing to die for the greater good. So it's like, I don't know. Everyone wants to be a martyr, it seems. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Kill the moon, all that, that stuff like that. Just, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> you make a good point with that, though, because I was kind of frustrated at that part, too, where everyone was just ready to let this creature live and destroy the earth. So, I mean, we don't even know what it is, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, uh, into the forest of the night. Is that what it's called? I don't, mm. I don't know. Because to be honest with you, I fell asleep like three times during this episode. Ah. So, what? Uh, <laughs> this time I'm going to throw it to Matt and let him start off. Okay. First off, I want to say that when it turned out to be a forest, the first thought that came to mind was Vashti Narada. I yeah. thought, this is going to be cool. And then I realized there was a whole bunch of kids in the episode, and I said, no. They're not gonna. They're not gonna skeletonize a bunch of kids. So yeah, from this, that's gonna be cool. <laughs> um, man, I just uh, cool idea. Totally wrong solution. I, I I don't I don't need a bunch of magical fairies saving the world. Couldn't they have come up with something else? Um, that that, that was the thing that got me. I don't even care about the characters in this story. The doctor. or or Claire, or, that was all just kind of sidelined by, for me, by that whole, the whole bit of little lights running around and, 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 and saying, you know, we're basically your gods in one way or another. It just didn't work for me. Um, I, that's all I can say about it, really. It, it it's not the weakest episode of the season to me, but it, it's one of the weakest. I guess I yeah, thought it was. It- kind of cute i was like oh that's cool like the earth saves everyone it was like 
I guess my more no, like... no, it's not cute. <laughs> it's stupid. It's I, like <laughs> I was just like I thought it was neat that you know the forest. I mean, it's very like M Night, you know, except the forest kills everyone. Yeah. Well, this is more yeah. like you know they are saving Earth, but then it's like you know this could have been a better like. I can see what you're saying is definitely one of the weaker episodes, and it makes me wish that they ended on a more stronger note, you know what I mean, for the mini, well, I guess it's not ending, but, like, it's just, like, we got a two-parter next episode, so it would have been nice to have something a little more, like, solid before we hit the ending, so I was just, like, yeah. that was okay, but we could have had a better episode here, like. Uh, this is an episode episode two type of Yeah. Feel. It's early. Well, you're early, still trying sir. to still trying to feel your way out, and who knows? They might have filmed it earlier than this, and it just got thrown out of water. I don't know, but it, it definitely killed a lot of the momentum. Um, yeah, I, for I sure. I wasn't excited for it. Is I thought it was a good idea of having the trees be what saved the world. I thought it was also very yeah. dumb that the doctor didn't feel that didn't figure that out quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like that they were little, like Matt said, they were little fairies. It seemed like it was very scientific at first, and then I, I like the idea. Hey, all these trees sprouted up overnight. The, the trees made themselves grow to neutralize a threat to not only just people but to themselves, really, because they can't survive. Then at the end, it's like, oh, we just disappear. Like it, if they would have done yeah. like five years, five years later, and then you know had all the news stories saying that. Um, saying that uh, you know, the trees have been subsiding and that slowly dying. But no, they just vanished. Like, yeah, that was kind of... That. I was like, okay <laughs> with everything until they just vanished. I'm like, trees just don't vanish. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe oh, they just showed up there. They just appeared. So I guess they can just vanish as well. So, <laughs> And then, like, even, even uh, the doctor was like, you guys just don't remember. You guys always forget. And I was like, well... That's a great way to summarize what happened because we're just going to forget this episode too. So, Well, how many times uh, has he gone to yeah. visit the dinosaurs? Like Donald said, it's like, you know, why didn't it come to him like, well, you wouldn't have an episode, I guess, is why it didn't come to him until like the last 10 minutes, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. As soon as they said that thing about the solar flare, you kind of figured it out because they'd already established that the, these trees are somehow immune to fire. Which that didn't make any sense to me. They're made out of, they're made out of wood. Like I don't understand that. No, no, no. They were they were pumping a whole bunch of ox, extra oxygen in the atmosphere oh, so that yeah, the flare yeah. would burn that would burn that off rather than reach the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but wouldn't everyone be like? Wouldn't everyone pass out from all the extra oxygen? I don't know. No, I, I don't. I, think I, so. I don't think so. But the problem the the problem is is that. Uh, Generating that much oxygen takes thousands of years. It wouldn't have done a difference if they'd have just been there a day before. Yeah. yeah. That is also yeah, Why true. would they wait till the last minute to appear? I don't know. <laughs> and what, what was the, I don't even understand what was going on with the missing girl. Was she hiding in a bush the whole time? Yeah. Was like what was the end? point of that story being there? I was like, was there's so a dumb. little creepy girl in the bush. Like <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Oh man, know. yeah, that made no sense to me. That was sort of like the Robin Hood reveal at the end when the Tardis disappeared. Yeah, and the girl standing there. You I know, guess they now were they were talking. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, now that we're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, that episode wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> I take it all back. <laughs> yeah, it, this was just a bad one. It could have been worse. Um, yeah. We've had worse, but it, it's not. It's certainly not strong. It, and I think, like you guys said, it's such a letdown after such a great episode the week before, right? Mm-hmm. Fairies. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess the only real interesting thing that appeared in that episode was like the the weird, like you know, heaven lady or whatever. Like apparently she was trying to destroy the earth. Or is that what we can get from it? Like I don't know. Ah, uh, man, I kind of got the impression that it was much more about Clara than anything else. I don't. I don't know if she was trying to destroy the earth or not, but. Um, the, the bit that she said about Clara, she chose her riot or something like that. That's what's going to lead into the finale for sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can definitely move on from, from that. Um, <laughs> what, what other shows are, do we have on the list? Let's, let's do American Horror Story. I feel like it's been pretty interesting, mm-hmm. to say the least. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting for it to get into it trying to do too much for what it is kind of phase and Stevie Nicks or someone to walk out and just kind of make you say, what am I watching here? Uh, let's start with Camille this time. I guess we can just cluster all these episodes together. Yeah. I, I haven't seen the latest one of yesterday's, but uh, okay. I'm, I'm caught up. Other, other you than mean that. from like yesterday, right? Yeah, the second part to the yeah, yeah. Edward Mordrake. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll love it. Um, yeah, I haven't seen part two of that either. So. Oh, you, you guys. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, it was a very busy day yesterday. Okay. Yeah. As far as the season goes, I mean, that's the thing about American Horror Story. They usually start really great or at least have an interesting concept. Um, I feel like so far it's been pretty entertaining. Um, for once, I'm not caught up in the mystery of the show because I feel like with the other season, it's been like, well, who is the covenant lady or who's killing this, the people in the house or, you know, what's going on with that weird thing in Asylum? And it's like... This one, I don't feel like there's that mystery kind of hovering and kind of killing what's happening in front of you. So I like that a lot. It's very like, you know, just going. It kind of like, you know, we're learning about these characters as we go and forming relationships, which it actually feels like a show. So um, I give it kudos for that. And I think just the uh, concept in general, freak show and all that stuff for me is very like interesting. And it's cool to see some of these people on there. I mean, like, some of this stuff is legit, so it's like it's interesting to see, you know, just I guess give them like that kind of stardom, or at least give them a chance to kind of not be labeled as a freak, I guess, but just be another person. And that's like the interesting thing about it is they're being personalized. So I like that a lot. It's I feel like it's very educational in a sense, so <laughs> I get a lot out of it. But um, I'm enjoying it honestly. Um, of course, I don't really uh. Not a big fan of Jessica Lang. That's kind of my my big like downfall with the show is overall like I just I'm over her. I feel like she's the same actress character. Like you know she doesn't really change much, and her accent and 
Kathy Bates accent makes no sense to me. And I don't know. <laughs> that's that's wow. one of the few bad things I can say about it. But um, yeah, I'll just kind of leave it there for now. Yeah, um, I would definitely marry you because you think exactly like I do. I was thinking the exact same thing. And the, the accent stuff to me, it's like, you why give them something that would take away from the acting? Yeah, like, especially exactly. with that with Kathy Bates. Like we know she's an amazing actor. Just let her be Southern. Mm-hmm. You don't have to give her some weird accent where it takes away from what you're doing. That's I have that problem with a lot of movies too, where okay, I need a British person for this role. Let me hire an American person, make him do a yeah. British accent. Either get a British person or just have it so that the person is American. You don't. It, it makes no sense to me. Stuff like that. Like I don't know. I mean, her son doesn't have the accent, so you could easily just say that she's not from wherever the hell she's supposed to be from. She's a different... Yeah. Character. It's not hard to do. The Jessica Lange accent, it, it's a little better because I, I can understand, like, what it's supposed to be, but it's not needed. It's just... It takes away. And all the singing and stuff, like, oh, I can do yeah. it. all that, too. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And I feel like Jessica Lange's accent very much is on and off, you know, like sometimes she's doing it, other times she's not. So she's not very <laughs> consistent with it in the first place, which it's like if you're going to do the accent, then do it the whole way through, you know. So it's just like things like that that kind of annoy me. But, yeah, I was reading yeah. this article about Kathy Bates thing and it's like, oh, it's a Baltimore or something like that accent. And it's like, but why? Like you're in. You're, yeah, why is I, I guess. Obscure? Yeah, I don't know. Very weird. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard people defend it, saying, and then someone played a commercial from that area in um, Maryland, and it sounds, it doesn't sound like what she's doing. Like, she sounds a little Irish at times, and it's like, I don't know what it's Yeah. Anyway, she's I haven't heard what Matt her Let's let Matt get a little bit in on this. Well, accents never came to mind when I thought when I watched the show. This is my first time watching a season of American Horror Story, guys, because I hate. Oh wow! I hate. I hate that stuff, and I would. I wouldn't have done it at all if I didn't know that they just started with a whole new storyline every season, right? Is that what they do? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, if it's supposed to be scary, fail. Um, because what? it's not scary. It's hilarious. It's scary. I, I didn't even I talk about the, we didn't even talk about the clown. You're not scared of that of oh, creepy clown the, guy? The clown is scary. I'll, I'll say that. The clown is scary, but. He is the epitome of scary. Like, yeah, he's no, the they, they ruined Twisty with that whole bit of, uh, that little sound and all that. So I, I, the, I, I'm not a, thr- I'm not a big fan of the score. I'm not a big fan of, of the sound effects. Um, oh my goodness. You just it, hate everything of us. No, none of it, none of, none of that does anything good for me, but I love these characters. I, yeah. I, you know, that's the thing. I mean, I laugh and cry more in these episodes than, than I scream. That's for sure. And I, and yeah. that's, that's cool to me. That's very cool to me. And, uh, I wish I could say more. Once you guys, I think once you see the next episode, you will, uh, y- your opinions about accents and stuff may still be the same, but at least you'll see where their origins are from. Um, the Edward Mordrake thing, that's like the cheesiest thing ever. Yeah. But, but <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's one of those things. It's not scary. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
Um, but the, the, the point that he hits at with, uh, I guess with the Kathy Bates character, Kate, right? That was at the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm, I think so. Yeah, those kind of yeah. points yeah. that he hits w- with them, where where they have to talk about freak being a freak and that stuff, that is excellent in in yes, uh, this episode or in that episode and in the one you guys are going to see. I will just tell you that. Um, and uh, man, I I I if they if they did it like this every year, are are the rest of the seasons this good? Because I might go back and watch them if if they're this good in terms of fleshing out character and and making you feel something for them one way or another. Um, I'll put it this way: they, as for some stretches, they are good, but they usually, which is why I think this is why me and Camille aren't necessarily sold on it because they 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 fool you into thinking that the show is really good. But yeah. by midway through to the end, it, it usually falls into just uh, what yeah. I like to call a comedy. It, it gets really a comedy it yeah. for me to imagine and not take the show seriously at all. Okay. Very yeah. much so, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think, too, like, as far as, like, quality, I do feel like there's nothing that's come close to the first season. Because for me, I feel like the first season, mm-hmm. you do care a lot about the people you're dealing with. For me, that was the only season really felt something for any of the characters. And then everything after that was more about the themes about the show opposed to writing about heavily about the characters. And this is the first season since the this last this current season is the first time I felt something like it did for, you know, the characters in the first season. But I mean, obviously, everyone has their own kind of like ideas about what each season was and all that. But um I don't know. I definitely do agree, though. This season has great, like, kind of character development and just, like, characterization in general. So that automatically makes me have more hope. But I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I've got one other question. Um, do they do musical numbers in the other seasons like they do in this one? <laughs> Not as many, but there's usually one or two that pop up. Whoa, that yeah. David Bowie cover of Life on Mars was awesome, guys. <laughs> and and I, yeah. actually, I like I like the cover of the uh, Fiona Apple tune too. That was cool. Yeah, I like that. I like the Fiona Apple one. I, the accent killed the baby boy because I like that song. But I was trying to like, what is she? I don't know. She was just singing like a regular voice. The song that Jessica Lange was singing, like when that um, Drake guy showed up, like I thought that song was really nice too. I don't know who sings that song or whatever, but just thought I'd mention it. That's uh, Lena Del Rey, I believe. Was that the one that she was singing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, last year Stevie Nicks showed up and it's like, you know, yeah, going on as herself. Yeah. It, 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 like, if you ever want to give the show credibility, do not watch the third season. <laughs> like, no, the, the third season. It was wasn't, a joke. I mean, it was a comedy. That's really what it was. Yeah. Uh, even it was very entertaining. Two, I think, um, doesn't Jessica Lang do like a whole banana fanta fofana? Yeah, it was the worst it? thing I've ever seen in my oh, life. Like, man. I wanted to erase my <laughs> memories so bad. <laughs> I hated myself. Oh, man. I gotta watch no, it now just for the comedy of it. You, then, I guess. Yeah, you have yeah. to. You have to watch it because it's, they start off with so much promise, and then it's like, what? What are you doing? Did you just switch showrunners in the middle of the season? Yeah. I, I think. I think last year, personally, I think it would have been the best one. But I feel like they just didn't have a plan, and they just started adding yeah. stuff in there. Like, what's the craziest thing we can have happen? Let's just throw it in there. Forget about plot. 
That's and then no one died. Like, that was, they died. Oh, that Thank was that, that just me off. The the best part about that was the season that Kathy Bates and, and Angela Bassett were were introduced. So yeah, they kind of stepped they stepped it up with the big guns, but then they okay. just kind of destroyed them. I don't know. But they're it's doing great this year. I like it. Yeah, like, and I feel like with the last season, I felt like that was the season that had more of a chance of of having like an, a continuation. So like, I feel if they would have went for a, a a second extension of that series, like it would have been so much better. Like where they ended, I was like, this mm-hmm. is where the show should have like built up to mid season and then played out the rest of the season with that. Because I felt like that was so much more like rewarding when they got to the end. And it's like, I waited through all this crap for this horrible, like, <laughs> you know, just all filler until something important happened. And I'm like, why couldn't they just expand on that idea? Cause I, I really liked how it ended. So I was just like, why did you end here? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, onto the current season. Well, yeah. It's, yeah, I the think it's doing, it's doing good. And I think Twisty is the creepiest thing in the world. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, and I like the way he plays off uh, the dandy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Dandy is such a wannabe. <laughs> yeah, that, for that's sure. That's what I really like. Like, maybe he'll grow up to be, like, the future Twisty. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. He'll take over Twisty's work. If you would even yeah, call and, it um, that. The, the Edward Mordrake thing is, is actually pretty cool if you Wikipedia because he was apparently a real person. And he went crazy yeah, because of the face on, on the back of his head. And uh, you can even Google, like, people that actually have that condition. And it's really... What? Really crazy. That's a legit, like, condition? Oh, come yeah, on. Well, now that makes me feel well, terrible for saying it was hilarious yeah. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is still, it is incredibly cheesy unless you know. But the, most people that have it, they die very young. They're mostly were kids. And they usually don't survive the first year. Oh, man, that's even oh, sadder. Uh, God, I apologize, yeah. people. I, yeah, anybody that, that who may be listening. <laughs> I doubt oh, anyone that has that condition is listening to this, this podcast. <laughs> but, oh, my um, God, dude. And the, <laughs> Maybe I'm pushing the button even further. Uh, the the um, the conjoined the conjoined twins, those are apparently based off of a real life conjoined twin sisters. So, if you want to read about yeah, them, that's also very interesting. Yeah, there's um the majority of of them are based off of either someone or you know they're actual people who have these these conditions. So I think yeah. it's interesting. Like the claw guy, he's based off of someone too. Um, so it's, it's really, really neat if you, you like really research the characters they I think they're all based off of something or someone. So, yeah. Uh, Which actress is playing, uh, the, um, I don't know the, her name, but she is doing a heck of a job, man. Doing those two different been in, roles. Like, the last three seasons, so. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of her, honestly, but yeah, I do agree that she, she is doing a great job with. The two kind of personalities, because one is obviously like kind of, I don't know, ditzy and kind of airhead-ish. <laughs> and then the other one is very bold and like stone cold. So she's it's definitely fantastic. got those down. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, that's, that's impressive, I guess. But at some point, everyone's always saying, well, she's playing more than one character. It's so impressive. But everybody that I've seen that's played more than one character has always done a good job. So at what point is it yeah. not impressive anymore? Just, well, good point. <laughs> I'm like, you're not Tatiana Malazy good, though, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
She's like getting no sleep playing so many characters. Kind of good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to, to mention. The the one that plays Pepper. The um, oh, they call yeah. him the Pinhead. And yeah. I, I believe she was, she was in season two, wasn't she? I think she was. That's, in, that's the, yeah, she was in season two. Yeah, that's the girl with like the the really large teeth and the, the bald head that's like comes up into a yeah. pinpoint. Uh, I looked her up, and she yeah she's played by a a pretty good looking woman who goes yeah, through I know. It's crazy, crazy transformation. I thought it was just like a deformed person that was playing that character because it was so spot on. Yeah, she has no crazy. Like she just the fact that she changes so much goes. I mean, you got to give props to the the costume and and all those people doing that stuff behind yeah. the scenes because her transformation is crazy awesome. So kudos to that yeah. woman because she's definitely bringing it to the table on a whole different level. Yeah, yeah, that was insane once I looked that up. Yeah, and uh, I figured it was just some somebody that was deformed because they use they use other people with deformities this year, so. Right. I, I didn't even think twice about it. Um, reminds me of, of True Blood, where the, the lady that was playing Tara's mom, I always thought was just an old lady, but she's only like three years older than wow. the girl whose mom, and she just puts on this makeup and stuff. But, yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, Michael Michael Chiklis joined this season. How do you guys feel about that? I know you like The Shield. Um, I do not like The Shield. <laughs> I think the shield. No, I did not. I think it. I think the. As far as the shield goes, I think that the show did really great things, but the drama was very monotonous, and the characters are just. I don't know. I have a whole thing to say about the shield, but. Oh um, wow! I didn't know. It's okay. I get it, but I don't. I don't really like. I don't send that like appreciation out as much as everyone else does. But as far as like Michael Chiklis goes, I think he's a great actor. Um, it's he's kind of more or less big muscly guy that comes in and kind of bosses people around, which is no different from the Shield. So I'm like, okay, I could see this. Um, when I first heard he was cast, though, I was definitely not for it because it just sounds very like just doesn't really seem much of a fit. But um, as far as seeing it in action, it's it's I think he's doing all right. Um, I'm more interested about you know, what's going on with him and his wife, because there's obviously some weird dynamic between those two, and I guess I'm more interested in the story aspect of him. Don't really care for the character, I guess, but I guess that's going to take yeah. time. And they kind of make him out to be kind of douchey, so I assume he's kind of, maybe he'll grow on everyone, but, yeah. I don't know. Uh, already, I already don't like him, especially when they show the flashback where he was sort of exploiting the birth of his son. Yeah. Like, that was kind of weird to me. Uh, and now, well, we know he can't get it up. That's why I was thinking maybe he was on steroids, because he just seems like to be kind of a chubby guy who's really strong. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> but I don't, know, I don't know if there were steroids. Or they were available in the, in the 50s. Well, there wasn't a David Bowie song either, so what does it matter? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I'll see on the Apple for that, man. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's all I feel about that. Uh, anything else you guys want to add about this season? Keep watching. Next episode's going to get you. I can't wait. Yeah, you got me yeah, me too. I'm just waiting to get to it. 
All yeah, right, um, well. one of the things, one of the things that I saw today actually, which makes me think that this show is about to turn into sort of what it did last year. I saw that they cast Neil Patrick Harris to appear, and I'm not sure. As, as funny of a guy or good of an actor he might be, I'm not sure he fits with this show. I don't know. Yeah, I actually read an article about him and. um the article said that he was actually asked to be in the first season and it was him and his husband. They were asked to play the the couple in the first oh. season and he turned it down. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. The, they were trying to steal the baby. Um, so basically, yeah, Tyler, right? yeah, I think so. So, um, yeah, you know, there's a there's a history there now. So. I guess he's coming on for next season or this season or whatever, but it should be interesting to say the least. I mean, I guess they wanted him in there from the start, so um, it'd be kind of interesting to see if he actually or see what he actually like plays and what happens. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they did a good job with the casting of, of Kathy Bates and Angela Bassett. Yeah, but I, I don't know something about Neil Patrick Harris. It just seems a little too slapsticky comedy. Yeah. But he might do a great job. I've seen I've seen people that that have done nothing but comedy and they can really turn it on. And I feel like this season is a little less of that sort of comedy. There's still funny stuff in there, but I mean, I don't I don't know. I'll have to wait and see though. But they have a history of of tearing themselves apart. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Jump the shark kind of thing. Exactly. They jump the shark every season. Okay. at some point. Okay, that's enough of American Horror Story. Uh, what do we have left? You guys want to knock out once upon a time real quick? Well, since it's just me and Matt here, um, let's go ahead and jump into this once upon a time fiasco. Um, how are you liking um, Juliet or Elizabeth Mitchell? Is that her name? Really? Yep. Elizabeth yeah. Mitchell as Elsa. Is that her name? No, no. Wait, Elsa no, no. is... It's she's, uh um like Snow the Queen Snow Queen Part Two or something. <laughs> she, yeah, she's the Snow Queen, I guess is yeah. what they're calling her right now. Yeah. So uh, how are you? How are you feeling about that? Well, I adore her. Yeah. Um, so that you know, I, it, there's a little bit of when you get to the end of this last episode and she's at the mirror and everything, um, and the little wish she makes, uh, they're going to turn her into another Regina, right? Yeah. I almost uh, kind of got the the. The impression that she was going to be a little bit like um, the Wicked Witch type storyline where like she wanted this family and that that type of acceptance of home. And I feel like that's what we're getting here. So it feels a little regurgitated, if you will. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I mean, come on. Fairy tales are fairy tales. Don't they always turn out? (laughs) Very, very much the same. Yeah, it's kind of the same trope over and over, just with different characters and a little bit different powers and all that stuff. But I, I don't mind it. I love how it's tied into the gold thing now, though. Um, yes. They, they finally did that, I guess not this week, but last week. And I, that, I was worried about the gold thing. The gold thing made me really upset. But, um, and I'm not a big fan of the Sorcerer's Apprentice and all that stuff. I, I, I mean, it's a cool little Mickey Mouse film. I did yeah. love that they, they turned, uh, uh, they turned the, the apprentice into the mouse rather than the mouse into the apprentice. I thought that was a cool little nod. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But, um, 
I that's the thing. I'm I'm interested in gold and Regina, and I, I'm liking the Regina stuff. Uh, and now I'm liking the gold stuff, and Elizabeth Mitchell's stuff is just a kind of a bonus for me. Yeah, like like as far as like the um like Apprentice thing, like I loved Fantasia, so it was such a nice like I don't know. Like, it's, it's just one of those things, you know, like your childhood, there's no, like, there's no shame in it, you know, like, it was just completely, like, in awe for me, um, seeing the little broom thing. It was so cheesy, and I hated how cheesy it was, but at the same time, like, I just loved it so much. Well, um, I thought it was a perfect um, tribute to the way they did them in, on the film, actually, the way that yeah, the broom, yeah, it was. you know, so that, that was cool. I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, I'm just like, I guess it's really kind of a guilty pleasure in a sense, you know, because it's like, oh, my God, I haven't watched that movie in years and years. But like just seeing it was just like just brought up all this love, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, like I'm loving the Regina stuff. And I actually really liked what they did the last episode with Emma and Regina and they're trying to build this trust back up between the two. And it's really nice to see Emma kind of like reach out to Regina for once instead of like. There's this like obvious hate between the two, and that's you know what Regina's kind of like going off of, like oh we're always gonna hate each other and not get along. And Emma's like you're my friend, and I'm like yes, say it out loud, <laughs> like let her know, you know, because it's like Regina always feels like she has to do stuff solo, and it's nice to see someone tell her like no you don't. And I don't know, I'm just like a sap for Regina, like you know I just want her to I want her to thrive. <laughs> And then as far as what's going on with, like, gold, it's going to be, I think we're going to get some more interesting things come the next few episodes. So I'm really excited to see him get caught up in some lies. So it'll be fun times. Yeah. Um, you feel any better about the Anna portrayal now? I do. I feel, like, a million times better. She's, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just I needed another episode with her. But I really think that she's just grown on me, like, and I think, like, you know, she's just the most adorable thing, too, you know, so that helps. That helps mm -hmm. not to be so, like, bitter, you know. <laughs> um, I actually really loved how they tied it in her story, though, to just the overall plot. And I know we talked about it briefly last time, but just the, the depth of it now is, like, it feels like, you know, how old ones did, you know, where they had the obvious story that we all knew from the Disney movies or the actual old fairy tales in the books. And they just kind of showed another path into how it tied into, you know, Once Upon a Time storyline. And I feel like we're getting that again. And I just, I really appreciate that they're bringing those old formulas back because that was one of the things that really brought me into the show. And so to have that back, I don't know, I just, I'm really like happy that they kind of gave us that little like hint of old, old writing, if you will, old like kind of tools. So I'm yeah. into it. Definitely, definitely into it. What did you think about the reveal about Emma and uh, the Snow Queen with the whole oh, yeah. orphanage house? Um, it's definitely, I don't know, like, it's kind of one of those things where is it, it? it's kind of there conveniently, you know, so no one remembers. But I don't know, it could lead to some interesting things to be revealed about everyone else. I mean, if that has any truth to it, there can definitely be some, some things that we learn about other characters too so it could potentially be a really great reveal for like long-term stuff but right now i just feel like it's kind of like oh i hope this isn't just some kind of like cheap way to get the plot moving but you never know mm. so hey, the thing that i question about it i mean i know that pinocchio 
came out at the time, you know, when Emma yeah. was a kid and was watching after her. But I, why would she have been there? Just seems like you got this person from a land, Arendelle, who wasn't affected by the curse originally, who's suddenly back in the real world. Yeah, and that's one thing that is kind of, that's one thing I question is like, how is she able to go through all this timeline without really aging much? You know what I mean? Like, mm. she looks the same as she did unless she time traveled or something. So there's this weird, I feel like there's some weird discrepancies that need to be worked out with that. Because I'm kind of questioning, like, you know, how is she there in the same age she is now, it seems. So I don't know. It could just be something that's more about details. But I don't know. We'll see if they even address any of that. So, yeah, I hope they I hope they do. I suspect they will. Yeah. All right. Well. I think that's it for me for uh, Once Upon a Time. Me too. You and Donald want to talk Walking Dead now? Yeah. You ready for this? Sorry, I fell asleep. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, We're what, three episodes in? Yes, I want to say. Yeah, I think, I, think so. I think they're doing pretty good so far. Oh, yeah, we're... Yeah, me too. Like, this is the first time I haven't, like, started a season of Walking Dead and then, like, got past episode two and was like, wow, they're still holding on to that that juice from the first episode. I'm really surprised, to be honest. Jerry. Yeah, and, uh... I don't know. I feel like, because I know the comic book material, I feel like they have a a really dark season ahead of them. And if they stick to it, which they almost never stick to it, just right. So I think they, they really have to yeah. potentially be one of the best seasons so far. Uh, really? So, like, yeah. In my opinion, at least, based on what I like, which is depression and dark storylines, stuff like that. <laughs> I like stuff like that. But, yeah. Well, what what are some of the things that you were liking so far, looking forward to seeing? Well, I'm really glad that for once we're we're starting the season where everyone's together, or at least the majority of them is together. And I feel like it's been so long since there was like a season, and maybe maybe it's just you know memory terrible or something. But I feel like it's just been a while before we can like start a season without like the group being like separated or just whatever it's nice to kind of start things not so chaotic and being able Mm -hmm. to kind of like just move forward with that and I think you know I had problems with the earlier seasons with like character development but they definitely got a lot better and just seeing like where Rick was versus where he is now like he's easily like one of my favorite characters on the show and I just love the ambition that you know even Carol has like I really didn't like her that much, but I mean, just by the badass that she is now, like it's kind of hard not to. <laughs> um, so it's it's cool. I, I like seeing that everyone's kind of in their well, most of the characters are in their like strongest mental suit right now. So it's it's nice to be able to watch characters not make dumb mistakes like they used to. So I'm hoping that'll mean that like when things happen to them, it's really messed up, and it's because they were really like caught off guard or someone was really trying to get at them. So it's kind of cool to see these characters in a better, like kind of 
position to make decisions and not make stupid, silly mistakes. So it's not as frustrating to watch, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really run into any of those moments where I'm like, why, why are you doing that? I like exactly. the idea that, that uh, they know that we've been watching the show for five years now, and they sort of fooled us by having everyone think that this Terminus gang is like just so bad and they're so much smarter, they're going to get them. And then Rick and, and the gang just kind of pull this total like 180 on them. And so, yeah. hey, we're smarter than you. We're, we're badass. We're bad, badassier than you. How do you say that? We're, <laughs> we're tougher than you. And this is how we're going to take care of you. Uh, and I, I also like that in doing so, it really got to a really, really dark moment. Uh, at the end of last episode, which probably was one of my favorite things to watch this season. What happened? What, what was that moment? Did you see the last episode? Yeah, I did. The, I'm trying to remember what back, happened at the end. Yeah, they, they doubled back on the Terminus gang and pretty much just beat them all to death with, with weapons. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, with yeah, Rick and all that. Yeah, when he tells them, you know, we didn't want to waste bullets on you, and they just pretty much just beat them all to death, which is really, yeah. really dark. <laughs> like, when that scene <laughs> happened, all... I was just like, this is, like, this is the group you need to be with. <laughs> like, the fact that they're doing this in unison, you know, where it's like, no one has to talk about what needs to be done. Everyone knows. You know, they've just been through so much stuff together that, like, it is very clear that they know what needs to be done to survive as a group, you know. And I love that unity, honestly. There's not too many people questioning that decision. Everyone's on board, except for Tyrese, which I'm kind of annoyed that he's not, like, this ultra badass by now. Like, yeah, I don't, like, I don't get it. Yeah, like, I, I don't – I thought he was, like, this huge, like, axe-wheeling character and this, like, beast. And, like, he's just, like, <laughs> ultra, like, emo. And it's like, man, you're bringing us down. <laughs> you got to keep up, dude. <laughs> That's exactly the thing that I don't like about him because think about last year they, they they showed him being attacked by like a ton of zombies and he they show it off screen but he apparently kills them all and he, he's right. like fine. Then this year in the cabin you know he gets he tells him to go outside he kills all the zombies outside comes in and just punches the guy to death and now he's right. like looking at this thing like oh you guys went too far. Like when they showed that that reaction from him, I was like, "Dude, you just freaking beat one of the guys in like two episodes ago. You beat him to death." But he's like so scared. He wouldn't kill the zombie. Carol had to kill the zombie for him. I like I don't understand what's going on with him. He's got like, Clara I think, syndrome. I think it's yeah. I think maybe it was a result of what happened with the little girls, like the crazy little girls. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like ever since then, he just seemed you know, just kind of like, like he's just out of it, you know? So I don't know if that had been a, a really big like impact over him, but it's that he's definitely not all there, which is a bummer for me just because I know like what greatness he can be at least to an extent. Cause I did read some of the comics. So I'm like, where is that guy? <laughs> like, so <laughs> Yeah. He's um, an absolute beast, but I think yeah. actually in the comics, he was the one that, I don't necessarily, I don't know if it's a spoiler if I should even say it. It can't happen now, but I don't know. People are weird. But yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. a little bit different. We'll say he's, 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 he's due for greatness, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like when they switch, switch what happens to different characters because then you wonder, like, what path are they on now? Because, like, in right, the comics, right. Dale, Dale was still alive at this point. 
Yeah. So well, it should be interesting. Very interesting. It'll be I'm very interesting. Kind of... Yeah, I agree. Really like, like before, like at least at the end of last season, even before the end, I was just like watching it like dragging feet, you know, like didn't really. Exactly. It was just like, I was convinced like that was going to be the last season. And then just we're like, well, we're going to watch it. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and now I'm like, wow, I'm actually still interested three episodes in. So. I don't know. I hope they yeah, keep they, the pace up. They have a tendency to give a really strong opener and yeah. a really strong finale. But exactly. in between, it's just a bunch of junk. So, yeah, like you said, I'm yes. actually pretty, pretty impressed. And even next week's yeah. preview looks pretty good. And it's even the fact that they were able, able to even hold on to some of that momentum speaks volume about the people that they have there writing the show this time around. So... Hopefully it stays solid. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, but they always seem to lose the showrunners after like a year. So who knows? Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> so People I guess we'll... That's a lot of inconsistency in the show. Exactly. So I'm hoping that whoever's there continues this this kind of good momentum or at least building it. And hopefully they will not leave the show. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We will see. Yeah, but yeah, I guess that's the most detailed that I'm going to without spoiling, spoiling it from Matt. Oh, guys. Yeah, I'm like, go, Matt. I just started season four, so like I nearly fell asleep hey, during yeah. season three. So it was like. Oh, God. Good luck. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. You may, guys, may have to talk about season five all on your, all on your own all season long. But, uh, because right. I'm just, I'm, I'm barely in it. Uh, at, well, at all. Are you, you said you're in season three right now? No, I said I just finished season three. I'm barely into season oh, four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't, I, you know, that resolution, fine, but I, I'm not really, it's the last thing that I have on my list to do every week. Let me put it that way. Behind, you know, cleaning the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yeah, I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you what happened in season four. It was just last year. Uh, yeah, same here. I barely. Remember. I think there was one or two really good episodes in there that really shocked me, but other than that, I... yeah, same. All right, worse than me. Let's start with let's start with Arrow, Matt, because I guess that's the the uh, veteran of the two shows. How are you feeling about this season so far? Uh, now, you haven't seen the most recent episode, right? Yes, correct. Okay. Well, let me just say on a general note then, uh, that I think it's been excellent. I, I have no problem with it. Uh, I do understand the last time we talked about it, your, your little bit of problem with the whole Amanda Waller thing. Um, yeah. that, that I get. Um, but other than that, uh, Will and Willa Holland badassery, um, and, uh, seeing the guys, especially this week, I think you, after you watch it, um, you're going to really, you're really going to love the direction that the series is going. Um, and, um, also just for you folks who have seen the most recent episode, at least we have a definitive answer as to who Sarah's killer is not. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> I don't know. One of the things that really impressed me about this show is, is just, it's so willing to go to places that, Stuff like Smallville and, and Gotham are, are trying to take the 
more realistic, non-comic book type of, of route. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like full on, like this is Green Arrow. He's in his costume. We've got the freaking Red Arrow in his costume. Everyone that's a superhero is like they're full on superheroes, not prequel. They're not teens. They're freaking already into it. It's, it's really deep into it. And even after seeing the, after seeing last season and the way last season ended, I wonder how they had the budget to do this stuff. Like that was almost the same. Uh, conclusion to the, the latest Batman movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't understand how they. <laughs> I have no idea how they afforded to do that on the CW. But now, if this show can go ten seasons, like they seem to be doing with a lot of their shows, like Smallville and Supernatural, and hopefully uh, Slash and Arrow will go another ten. Because I'm I'm on board. The show has gotten better every year that I've watched it. Yeah, yeah, it's continue. It's continuing the climb this season for sure. I. You know, and, and they just do the right amount of things to keep, to, to make the characters stay interesting. I mean, all of, all of the fighting and all of that stuff is just super cool. And like you said, they, their budget has to be unbelievable for a CW show, but <laughs> none, nonetheless, um, an excellent score by Blake Neely. Uh, he just does a fabulous job with that score and he really has a limited amount of motifs, but he makes every note that gets played on that show count. And they always pick good tunes. Uh, I can't remember what the tune was at the end of episode, was it episode one or episode two? But there was one tune that was just frickin' fantastic that they chose by, you know, just some average alternative band that just made the point of the whole episode. I thought it was fantastic. I guess you're right about that. I don't pay attention ah. to scores as much as you do, because I know you're in the, in the, the uh, music industry. But, yeah, I, I usually can tell when they're bad, so. I guess I'll put that out there. Uh, one of the things I wanted to throw at you, how do you feel about Roy this year? Because I know a lot of that stuff last year was kind of like, can we get past this, please? And now he seems to be sort of just kind of there. He's not really doing too much. But I guess, I'm guessing whenever they get Dia back into full swing, that's going to bring about some more, I guess, conflict between the two of them. So how do you, how do you feel about that character? He's kind of stationary right now, isn't he? Um, yeah. He's he's kind of like, uh, go do this. Yes, sir. Go do this. Yes, sir. Uh, he's the yes, sir guy. Um, yeah. But I, I think I think that will change over time. Now that Thea is uh, coming back to town, I, I think that that's going to change. Um, I don't know how much that uh, that dynamic will affect him and Oliver, but um, they, there's – they seem to resolve the whole Oliver Diggle stuff pretty quickly, um, which kind of upset me. I wanted there to be some tension there, too, and it seems like that tension's pretty much gone because it always been one of those things where Diggle was kind of like the the moral compass, and now it seems like Oliver is kind of out on his own as the moral compass, and that's fine. I mean, it, great, he's learned, but then there it seems to be like, well, do we need all of these people here? <laughs> that's that's the question that I start asking. Yeah, uh, almost I almost feel like Diggle should either either just be full on costume or just kind of just stay around and do stuff with his wife or just give Oliver advice at this point. I, don't know, I feel yeah. like um, he's got a kid coming and everything, and I, I was really thinking he wouldn't be in as much of the season after that big speech that Oliver gave him about wanting to protect him and stuff like that. Yet it's a father now, but. It seems to just blown out the window. Um, 
Yeah, that, that's about, I'm going to say about that character. So one of the things that, that I uh, always hated about that, the Red Arrow character, he never wanted to be Red Arrow. He, he never wanted to be in Oliver Queen's shadow. He always wanted to be his own thing, go out on his own and do his own thing and stuff like that. But uh, it doesn't seem to be that, that they're the same characters, at least from the cartoons or the comic books. So I'm, I'm interested to see what he's going to do. And right now, he's just really just nothing to me. Uh, Felicity. Let's talk about Felicity, and that'll bring us into The Flash, because she was in The Flash this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you, how you liking her this season and her kind of storyline with uh, Superman, I guess? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so with uh, Brandon Roush, whatever yeah. character he is. Yeah. Um, you know what? I found that whole lot, and I think this happened at the end of the last week's episode, that that end of uh, the whole thing about him giving her the office and everything—that's the way mm-hmm. they're gonna. That's the way they're gonna just torture us, Elicity people, all season long. Um, <laughs> so that's that's cool. I know it's got to be done because it's a CW. You got to have love angst somewhere, um, yeah. and that that's fine. But uh, it's frustrating a little bit. Um, I, I I don't know. They had such a big first episode. And then everything, just because of one little talk, just kind of got scaled back to a point where it doesn't even seem to matter. That bothered me a little bit. Yeah. And then they, they kissed at the end of the episode. I was like, well, it's going to be like flirty now, but they start, they certainly put it on the back burner. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely... They, they did kiss, right? Uh, they did kiss at some point in the first episode, for sure. Yeah. Cause I, I thought it was weird because she kissed... Didn't she kiss Mary like at the end of this the Flash episode too? Yes, she did. She did. <laughs> Although, um, I don't know. I think the the whole Flash thing with with Felicity and and Barry that seems that seemed much more just purely plutonic. Nothing romantic about it at all. Yeah, because he's still stuck on. Like they both said, they're kind of stuck on other people, even right. though they both recognize that they'd be perfect for each other. Yeah. Yeah. And he gave his little Yahoo as he ran beside the train at the end of the episode. <laughs> well, yeah. At least he's having fun. With, with Oliver, it's always really dark and sad and nighttime, but with the flesh, kind of get a little bit of excitement and fun with that character. So I think those, those two series kind of play well off of each other. You know what's dark? Wells. Wells scares the hell out of me at the end of every episode of Flash. He always does something that I just go, what the? You know. Yeah, I, just, I wait for him to get out of the wheelchair and kill somebody. I, I thought he was going to kill uh, Cisco at the end of this one. Okay, I got worried for a second. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he gave him words of caution that we as viewers knew were something to take seriously, even if Cisco didn't. I'm sure Cisco takes it seriously, though. Captain Cold. Uh, <laughs> what do you what do you think is up with that guy? You think he's like a time traveler or something? Like what what could possibly be going on? Well, he's definitely got information from the future. I, I don't know if that's due to his technology or 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 if he's definitely from the future. I kind of have this sneaky suspicion that he's the man in the lightning. What do you mean, the man in the lightning? That killed that killed Barry's mom. Oh, if you look close, you can actually see like what's going on with that. If you know enough about, I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything. 
okay. Because I honestly, I I never looked at the at the pilot in HD or anything, so, and I certainly didn't take any time to freeze frame. So, I'm just gonna even, even in the beginning, like in the beginning when he's like, "I'm Barry Allen," and they show that one scene, and like if you look on the internet, if you're interested, and you kind of look at some step pictures and what's coming up, and if you know a little bit about the comics, then you could probably figure out what's going on with that. Uh, that's all I'll say. Okay. Some digging. Um, but the, the most recent episode, this was the one with Michael Schofield from Prison Break. Good to see him him again. Cause I, I really enjoyed Prison Break when, uh, when that was on. But to me, it, it is sort of a look like you, you sort of threw out there as a little bit of Monster of the Week type of thing. But to me, it was just a guy, like a bad guy, and he just stole something. A gun, and he just went on. He was just a bad guy. He didn't really have any powers or anything like that. So, uh, how'd you like that as a change of face? Well, I liked how smart he was. That I think that's the thing that makes him uh, uh, awesome in a way. Uh, I mean, naturally, like you've stated before, all these guys have to have some kind of superpower or super weapon, I guess. And now he's got two. He's got a partner with a with a fire <laughs> one, right? Um, yeah. So. Uh, but the fact that, that he was able to outthink everybody, that's what, yeah. that's what makes him scary. Yeah, and I figured we see him again. It, it was, it was, like, cause he's such a big, I guess a big name character for that show. So I figured, like, either he's gonna die in this episode or they're gonna, gonna um, have him come back and be recurring because it started, started to play out at the end when he was like, they just let him walk away. It was kind of weird to me. And like you said, he was really confident, really smug about it, and like, don't push your luck, I'm taking the gun. Like, he didn't even care, like, the other guy supposedly had a gun, which was a vacuum cleaner, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny. Uh, to me, like, the chemistry between those guys, I like the guy, I like, uh, what's his name, Wells? I like him. Um, mm-hmm. Man, I cannot think of the girl's name. I can't either. And, and it's weird because I really like her. I like what she's doing. I like where her story's going. Yeah, I was going to say that episode with the flashbacks about what yeah. happened at the particle. I, I that really made me like her character a lot more. Yeah, and and, and Cisco a lot more. Both. Yeah, because it shows you like what what's her reason for acting the way she is. Like she's really distant and and really careful. And you know this is why. And, you, and I suppose if you know about the comic book, you know that that her boyfriend's like, coming back. It's pretty obvious. So, especially, uh, there was a big kind of tell on the blast doors with the symbol for Firestorm. I don't know if you uh, caught that matter or if you know anything about Firestorm. I don't, I don't read comics, so I didn't know anything about Firestorm, but cool. I, I think that's exciting if he, if he might come back. Yeah. I mean, well, if you know the name of the character and the, the stuff like that, you, you instantly know what's going to happen, but. If you want to find out, just Google Firestorm, and you know you start to put two and two together. You'll you'll get really excited for what's coming up. But cool. yeah, I, the, the thing about the Flash, everything that I've read about the Flash is telling me they're going on, they're going full DC, full comic book mode. It's not that prequel Smallville stuff where you just get little hints about stuff. And that really that makes me excited about this stuff. And I'm having fun with the show, which like I yeah. said is a perfect balance to Arrow, where Arrow's a lot. Arrow's really really good. But it's dark. It's really a darker show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to having fun with this. 
And I like uh, the the dad, the dad cop. I thought he had a really good episode this last episode. His whole little speech to his daughter about why her dating his partner is a distraction. I thought that was really powerful. I loved it. Yeah. I don't think about that. I had trouble figuring out how old his daughter is supposed to be. Hmm. Barry's I, age. I how old is Barry supposed to be? I don't know how old Barry is supposed to be. Because they, well, they look really young. And he's like, he's already a forensic scientist for the the police department. Like how old? I figured you'd have to take a couple of years of college, maybe a couple of extra college years for to get to that point. I don't know. But maybe, I don't know. And yeah. It, and what what is her job? I, I get her confused with Laurel. I know she's not. I thought she was working for the DA, but I think that's Laurel. Uh, she is uh actually a st- still a student, but she's blogging right about the street. Oh now. yes, yes, yes. Okay, so she's still she's probably still in college. I, I know she was living with the dad, so I was thinking maybe she was still in school, maybe freshman in college or something like that. But yeah, she yeah, might be a couple the, years younger than than Barry, for all we know. Yeah, and then I was trying to figure out how old his partner was. But he might be like a young young guy paired up with the old guy. I guess that's how they do it. And I was trying to figure out the age difference to see if like if you would be mad or really mad because of that. Mm-hmm. Or whatnot. Or the fact that hey, she's just lying to you about it. Which I would be upset more about that. And it, and then there, uh, she gave a line in this most recent episode where she was like, Remember when I did that and I lied to you about it and you were so mad at me? I was like, All you do is lie to your dad, of course. Let's keep you mad at you. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now, I guess Camille has suffered long enough. I just have one more question. Do you see or do you do you want to see Barry and uh, the blonder girl? No, I I I don't. I think that they're going to push towards that end. But uh, because they got to have CW t- teen love angst in every show. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, no, I, I don't want that to happen. I don't know what I want. I want Barry to, to find somebody else or, or find so- peace in solitude. Will that happen? Nah, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna end up hooking up somewhere down the line, but then it won't work. Yeah. That's what I see. Same thing I see. Okay, we can move on to Sons of Anarchy now and close out the show yeah. on that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you fall asleep, Camille? Hmm. I'm all right. I'm here. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, Sons of Anarchy. I finished season six. Needless to say, holy crap. <laughs> like, by far the best season, like, from all of the seasons combined. Like, it just, the consequences are bigger. The death ratio is a lot larger. The, just the club is being torn apart. It is like, it's messed up to see, but at the same time, this is like TV at its finest. Like this is this is the drama that I've been hearing so much about. You know, everyone talks about season six, like how crazy it is, and I'm like, okay, we'll see. And very rarely does the hype really match up the contents of whatever is being talked about. And this was definitely like this was beyond what I thought it was going to be. Um. I don't even know where to start. Like, I don't know. I can just praise the show, for at least the season. But um, I guess we'll start with one of my favorite moments um, from season six. And um, 
it was basically that huge explosion that happened at the uh, at their um, TM, I think it's called the the auto shop that they have when they were trying to, or not the shop, but at the um, at their actual like base where they have all their meetings and all that church, I think they call it. It was ridiculous. Like they killed or they tried to kill everyone's family, and it was just like. You know, the Irish telling them, no, you're not leaving us. And if you do, we're going to kill you. <laughs> it's just it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Like the phone call afterwards was was just so insulting to the, the sons when they're just like, you betrayed us. And they're like, you just tried to blow everyone up. Like, how did we try to betray you? <laughs> um, I don't know. This show is just it, this season has been this past season. Season six has been just absolutely like just crazy. Um and then I don't even know if you guys want to jump in and kind of ask anything, please do. Cause I have like three like main things on my mind right now. So, um, well, what you just said about the end of, of, of that, uh, the whole, the whole like Irish resolution that you get in season six. Um, you know, when I thought when, when I first watched season six, I remember and saw that I, well, I was floored too, but then I thought, Oh man, there's no way that they can they can resolve any of this the same way that they basically resolved the stall situation right at the end of season two right mm-hmm. so, but they do it just takes them a, a different way to to get there but ultimately man all of all of the things get kind of tied up in a bow right there which was really satisfying because you just couldn't see how it could happen yeah exactly like that's the thing too about about the show is they they're very tricky. They let you think that one thing's going down and then when it comes when it comes to it, you know, that deals were made but weren't made and they agree on one thing that you think is happening up in front and then you realize they agreed on something totally different and you know they it's it's a great thing about the show is they keep they keep the biggest decisions the biggest, you know, aspects of the show that you think you have some kind of insight in, like they keep you in the dark, you know, like, and I think maybe season two or three, they like, you think that Jax is going to like rat. And then the whole time he was in on it with everyone else, you know, so like he never did anything against his club behind their back. And it was just this, like, it was a lot of that in the season as well. Like they just, I thought, you know, what's going to happen? They're just going to run through with this deal, just kind of business as usual. And then, you know, like the result of it is all of them are shot dead right there and then. And I, I couldn't even believe it. Like my mouth just hit the floor. Like what just happened, you know? And then of course, you know, when they take out clay, I'm like, that had to happen, you know, just, it was like one of those things, you know, and, and you're, you feel like you're there, like, you just see it happen. You're like, oh, my God. And then, yep, that's got to be the next step in this situation. Like, honestly, like, it was just insane. Like, the stuff that happened and just the the route in which they went and the slow burn that was definitely mm-hmm. very, like, radical was just, like, perfect. Like, it was just – it was a great season, honestly. Like, it was hard to stop watching. Like, I just had to keep going and going. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. Yeah, very, very good stuff. The thing that always just totally pisses me off about this show is I think I've made up my mind about a character, and then they do something to change my mind about the character. Yeah, yeah, um, that's... You know, because by the end, I 
I didn't like Clay, but I felt bad for him. Yeah, same. Like, you know, all that hatred or anger or disappointment that you had towards him because of all the stuff he was doing before, you just, like, all of it's gone. You know, he's not the main enemy anymore, so you're not focused on him and having those ill feelings towards him. And then you kind of feel sympathetic, like, man, that sucks that after all this stuff is settled down, you're, you still got to go, even if you're not the problem anymore, even if the main issue is out of the picture, you still, he was still something that had to be taken care of, unfortunately. And it was like, I felt the exact same way, you know, like I had so much like anger towards Cliff for doing all this stuff to, to Tara and to Jax and all that stuff. And then when it comes down to it, it's like, like I said, you're just like, wow, yeah, unfortunately, this is the next step to completing this task, you know, so you definitely feel a little bit of, I don't know, just sympathy, I guess, for for the fact that it's like, this is it, and then he's gone, and then it sucks. <laughs> and yeah. I will say, is in terms of new characters or new-ish characters, like, I, I love Nero. I think he's a great addition. Um, I'm kind of worried where he's going to end up, though, so things should be interesting come this season. Um, so, yeah. And then we have the big, big finale at the very end. Which I don't know if you guys are. Is there anything else you wanted to mention or ask, um, Donald or Matt? I don't necessarily have a, a list. Uh, I'm more enjoying just hearing you react to stuff because I'm reliving it yeah. in my mind. <laughs> There's a lot to relive. <laughs> a whole lot. Um, Did you so think this season that was also. Play? No, I had absolutely no idea. I thought, you know, they busted him out, and I, I didn't even really understand that. Like, I, I don't know if I really missed the whole explanation for what was going to happen, but I didn't know they were gonna, they were the ones that were gonna bust out Clay and take yeah. him to, you know. So that was kind of a surprise. All of that was very like, oh, okay, I guess this is what's going down. And then it didn't really occur to me until like after everyone's just kind of standing there and they're all just like, you know, staring at him. And I'm like, man, this is it. <laughs> like, this is Clay's end, you know? So it was like this moment of like, damn, that sucks. That's brutal. And for me, it wasn't, it didn't hurt as much as it could have, but I felt so bad when, you know, he looks at Gemma and smiles a little bit. And I was like, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to feel this. Like, I hate you, Clay. I shouldn't be feeling this way at all. Like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it, it got me a little emotional, to the least. Because, like, it's just so poetic, you know, like, this crazy guy who's done crazy stuff, you know. Like, the one thing he cares about is, like, his last image and last glimpse of happiness. And then it's like he's gone and, like. It's just so, like, deep for such a, like, wordless scene, you know, or at least when that moment happens. It's just this exchange of looks and smiles and whatever, and it's, like, it's very powerful, honestly. So I was really yeah. uh, I What about, um, how, did, how did it feel with, when, when Opie got it? That sucked. It was so brutal. Yeah. And, like, yeah. it was kind of, like, one of those things where he kept kind of putting himself in those positions. And it's a lot like where Juice was, where Juice kept putting uh -huh. himself in these near-death, like, situations. And Opie kept putting himself out there, kept walking into, like, the line of fire with no flinch whatsoever. So 
when that happened, it's like, it sucked watching it because you knew like him walking forward and going into that room was it. And it, it was just, you know, kind of like it, you didn't want to see it happen. But like when it did, it was just, there was nothing that could be said about it because at the end of the day, he's, he's going to do it. And like, that's, that's what it was. And it, he did it for relief of himself and for relief of his, his brothers, you know? So again, it's also in that poetic sense of like, it wasn't, some just blatant like suicide thing. It was like, this has to happen. And unfortunately it had to be that person. So, <sighs> yeah. yeah. The, I, I like when bad stuff happened to them because then I, I know that the next episode is like, we got to get retaliation. Yeah, exactly. And then they, do, they do more bad stuff. I, 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 that's really what this show is. It's back and forth. Yeah. People doing absolutely crazy stuff to each other. Um, and then, you know, there was one thing I was struggling with this entire season was Tara and it, it was uh-huh. so back and forth. I mean, I loved Tara in the beginning and I loved, I loved her kind of getting more ballsy, but then after a certain point it became too much, you know, like at one point, you know, she was kind of provoked by Gemma to fight this girl inside of like the garage. And at that point I was like, all right, this is not okay anymore, Tara. Like you should not be engaging in these things. You are going past the point of no return. And like, for me, she started to slip a lot, you know, her, her wants or needs, the willingness and the shady stuff. Like she just, she got really bad, you know, and it became a thing where it's like, you're choosing to do this. You know, this is your, this is your choice not to leave charming. This is your choice not to leave behind Jax. And that was the biggest the biggest thing was she didn't want to leave Jax behind, you know, and mm-hmm. at the end it became this like, you know, look what I've done, what have I become type deal and almost like kind of blaming it on Jax and the people around her. And, you know, one thing I kind of said out loud because I, I was watching this with a few people was, you know, you can't blame someone else for that. Like you stayed. And then, of course, Jax is like, I'm not responsible for the decisions you've made. And it's like, you know, I feel bad for her and I feel bad that she had to go down this very, really rocky road. But she decided to stay there. She decided to indulge in in these really bad habits and, and secrets and lies. And it's like, I can't feel bad for you after you've completely exposed yourself multiple times and even started to participate, you know. So it was this like, all right, you're you're drag you need to figure out something you need to just leave charming get out of there get yourself in a better place you know and all this stuff happened and then with auto like jesus like the auto stuff was insane like insane like, <laughs> yeah like man like you said just great great drama on this show but um that whole thing just of like you know her doing this stuff for him and it was just like this is it like Something's going to happen to her. And I honestly did not think it would be at the hands of Gemma. I did not. <laughs> um, I don't know. Getting to, like, that very ending thing, like, it's like Gemma has the intent of family all the time. But it's like, you know, it's something that Nero had said to her is, like, you always go too far and there's too much of that. And, like, that's not healthy. It's not okay. And I feel like that was summed up so well in the final scene with, with Gemma and, and Tara, you know, like it was too much and it wasn't needed. And it was by far one of the more shocking things to happen. And now I'm just, 
now I'm really contemplating like how much of this stuff is gonna, or I guess more thinking about what's gonna happen now. Like who's gonna find out? Is anyone gonna find out? Juice knows about it, but Juice is also like, he's been a train wreck for a while and he's just unraveling even more. So where is he gonna stand? How far is he gonna go? And so it's been an interesting (laughs) season to say the least. (laughs) Okay, so since you don't know anything that's going on uh, in Season 7, whatever ramifications might come out of this death of Terra, who is to blame in the long run? Like, actually, or... I mean, yeah. the person who did it, obviously, is the, the sole source of it. But then, you know, there can be the logistics of, well, Jackson never told Gemma what was going on. But at the same time, that's not Gemma's place to make that decision. I mean, Jackson right. was giving up his freedom for his wife. And, you know, the way that she, the way that, you know, Gemma reacted, obviously, it's just, it was all based on that sole truth that she thought was it. And regardless of that, if that was what would happen, that's not Gemma's place to do anything. You know what I mean? Right. So, so because of the act, you're saying Gemma is responsible. For the act, for the understanding, I mean, okay. For me, there's, I don't think anyone else is responsible for it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, she's the one who did it. All right. Well, when, when you start to see the ramifications that come out of this that has been so crazy in season seven, right, Donald? Yes. Ask yourself that question again in terms of those ramifications as specific that are coming out of this and see where you fall on that because that's the issue I'm struggling with right now. So you, so I mean, just in general, you don't think that she's responsible anymore? No, I don't. I think she's definitely responsible for for the death of Tara. But right. I think if you look at what happens in season seven and you look at the ramifications of that, so I've seen a lot of people online still blame Jimma. I've seen a lot of people mm-hmm. online not blame Jimma. Uh, for what's happening now. I'm one of those people that I'm kind of on the fence, but I'm kind of leaning the what happens afterward isn't on Gemma. Gotcha. So the the repercussions of such actions. Yes, the repercussions. That's a good way to put it. So where are you on that, Donald? Uh, I agree with Matt 100%. I think it, I think she did the act and she should definitely pay for it. But what comes next I would blame another person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One person in particular, honestly. But I feel like, I feel like everything's coming, coming unraveled, which I think is what it, it, it'll all lead to. And I just think, I think everybody's going to die. I think, well, a lot of people, <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to die. And I couldn't tell you one person that I think is going to walk away from it. I'm pretty I sure can. some people will. will. <laughs> oh, well. Well, you can say it because we don't know. Yeah. So what do you think? Nero and Wendy. That's a good, good thing. I always thought that Nero would get it, and Gemma would live, and she would have to to live with the fact that she cared. Well, she cared so much and did way more than she needed to do, and to keep her family, and she ends up losing everything. I yeah, would love to see her suffer like that. Does that make me mean evil? I don't know. <laughs> no, that that's nice. That's 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 a typical kind of. Uh, yeah. Sons of Anarchy, poetic justice. There. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I would love like I can see. I like Nero. 
Yeah, same. Like, and and in terms of like who survives it all, it would be the ultimate, like the ultimate like disservice to Gemma at least to, well maybe not disservice. Some people might find it as justice to have her live out the rest of her years with her family completely broken and dismantled and gone. You know, like so much that she's caused almost eighty percent of the drama on the show. I feel. So it's like, yeah, and I, that still, means... I still think she, I don't, I don't, I don't remember if it was specifically stated, but I still think that she had a big role in, in killing, um, Jack's dad. I don't yeah. think it was just Clay. Um, but basically like, you know, that would be the ending is the woman who's caused so much of the problems will now have to live with every repercussion, every lie, every single truth every single terrible act and live with it by herself with no one there to kind of like comfort her or to help her through it and it's like if that wouldn't be one hell of an ending you know maybe the show was about Jim all along yeah but then again i think that that's kind of obvious i don't know as good as it would be i think everyone probably already expects that very true i wouldn't be surprised one of those kids kids got killed honestly yeah honestly i'm surprised they haven't like i was waiting for it to happen (laughs) i thought one of the kids was gonna when it or i thought one of the kids might have died during the accident that Gemma had with them in the car oh yeah yeah because the one guy uh the older one he's like a terrible actor so i wouldn't be sad to see him go (laughs) 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 that's so wrong (laughs) but as long as Gemma, i don't as long as Jimmy doesn't get those kids and Wendy somehow gets them, then I'll be okay. Yeah. I think she's earned it. She she did her wrong, but she's been trying to fix it for the longest time. Uh, yeah. I actually like Wendy a lot. Wendy and Yeah, Wayne. she's she's growing on me. I'm really hoping things work out for the better for her, but we'll see. <laughs> um, by the next time I think we podcast, I'll be talking live with you guys. So it'll be oh, fun great. times. <laughs> how, how deep are we in there, Matt? Is it like what is it like episode seven already? Uh, I think this last week was episode eight. Oh wow! Yeah, we, there's we only, only like, like five, five episodes. More? Yeah. But the thing is, they've all been like an hour and a half this year. Which yeah. is great. Yeah. yeah, that is pretty awesome. And and not a minute wasted. That's the yeah. thing that's cool exactly. about these shows. Exactly. Unlike American Horror Story, I think the first episode was like ninety minutes and felt like it was about thirty minutes too long. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I told you guys FX has has been doing that lately, and giving giving them a little, just letting them run as long as they need to. You think they're going to do that with all their shows, or just just these two in particular because they're their hits? The right money now. makers, the, the money makers. Yeah, yeah. of yeah. course. Sunny in Philadelphia, will they do that? Well, they they gave it a whole other channel, so I don't know if they're trying to kill that or not. But yeah, but then again, they renewed it for two more years, so yeah. But it's on FXX now. Ah, uh, yeah. But isn't Louis? I think they give Louis. Louis on FX, right? They don't uh, necessarily I give him extra, so. extra minutes. Yeah, they don't give him extra minutes, but they pretty much tell him do whatever you have to do. Mm. Hmm. So I like channels like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it'll be an interesting conversation next time I catch up. <laughs> where you, so where are you going to go to watch it? Amazon. Probably, or I, I have, I've been recording some of the episodes on oh, my cool. DVR, so 
Um, I think I just need to get episodes one through three because the rest of them, like one through three isn't on on demand. So I'm going to have to get those somewhere. And then everything else is recorded and ready to go. (laughs) But that's the thing, you know, like I I can't even imagine watching this stuff live anymore. Like I'm not going to (laughs) like like like, you know, if there's some. You might have to watch the video yeah, that's true. Like it's just, it's just ridiculous, like, how much I've gone through this show for such a short amount of time, and it's like, that adjustment of going from that, like, marathoning, basically, to going live is the worst. I did that with Game of Thrones, yeah. and it was like the worst thing I ever did. <laughs> like, yeah, I did it too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, jumping over Law. to live is gonna be interesting. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to talk. Yeah, as far as I know, just can't believe that, sh- that, that can't believe half the stuff that went down. Like I said before, it's definitely like one of the strongest seasons of most TV. Honestly, it's just been like that's the one thing I really like about what they what they did this last season was like it's so like there's these petty little things that turn into bigger things that turn into huge things. And I love how when things go wrong, it just hits the fan and it's really like really wrong. You know, like they do not hold any punches. It's stuff that really hits the club really hard. And it's not it makes it feel like all the stuff that you went through was worth it for the fact that they got hit hard enough to be like, wow, this show is not afraid to hurt their characters. It's not afraid to take something away from them and. For me, a lot of shows, like, really, really shy away from that. They don't want to hurt their characters too much. And it's like, for me, the more you can throw at them and the more they can survive, the better. And I feel like this yeah. show has no limits, and they, I love that. And one of our characters got hurt this last two episodes. And yeah. And that knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. And I was yeah. worried because he didn't seem like he had much to do this year. But, you know, three that was. Yeah. Oh gosh. I, I just, I, I nearly, I was, I was going to tweet about it and then I nearly threw my phone across the room. <laughs> I was just like, like the one guy, you know, the one guy. That's all I'll say. It, 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 uh, that's, they know how to hurt an audience. Yeah. Well, there's there, some interesting cameos this year. I think Courtney Love, Marilyn Manson. Wasn't that girl from Disney Channel? She was in one of the episodes too. Yeah, um, um Zach and Cody, whatever. Ashley Tillis. Yeah, Ashley Tillis. Yeah. Uh, she was in there. They had Jeff. a lot of people from last season. Actually, I'm really surprised. Like this, just in general, the cast has had a lot of people from the Shield in in this show. Like almost the entire yeah, cast that, yeah. has showed up, which is pretty neat because some of those actors and actresses are great. So. It was nice to kind of see some old familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing that kind of left out there, the freaking Jeff from Community was in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. he was. Not like whatever happened to him? Like that was that was weird, really weird. He's like, isn't he like uh, Jackson's brother? What? Or something like that. Wasn't he like? He was Jackson's like some. He was just some like like know. con artist. He like slept with Gemma, oh. and he stole from her. Oh, is that what happened? He stole her okay. car. Yeah. Yeah. She was she was on her drinking binge. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm I'm very excited to talk next next time we get to it. It'll be fun. 
Uh, I did want to ask Gemma, not Gemma, what's your name? Camille. I wanted to ask Camille, <laughs> uh, uh, how did you feel about the, the Donald Lowe character that he played, uh, the role that he played last season? Who? I forget. What, the, what was the uh, character that he played, Matt? He, he was the, the brother of that girl that got killed, and he was played, a, he was a, like a former, uh, he was some, he had like a ton of favors that everyone owed him, apparently. And, yeah. <laughs> the guy, the guy from God. That, the one that, the one that tortured Otto. Oh, oh, the guy from Terriers, right? Yeah, yeah, Terriers. That guy's from Terriers, I think. Um, He, oh my God, like, you know, like, I was really into what they were doing with this character, and then they just kind of, like, tossed it aside, and then that whole storyline went away really quick. So I was I was actually anticipating more from him. Um, I loved that he was unraveling. It just showed how unstable he was. Yeah. Um, I really felt like his departure was very abrupt, like... It was like first he's here and now he's not. Like I, I, I don't know. It was kind of weird to me. Um, I, I was expecting to see more, honestly, but it felt more like maybe yeah. they were using that little mini story to get to the next point. So, um, I was kind of disappointed. It didn't turn into anything more than just kind of idle threats in the end. But I guess you know Tara was still going through like the you. Know, she had to make the deal and all that for any of the stuff to happen at the end of the season. So it was all relevant, but it just, I felt like it was very, like, kind of brushed off, which kind of sucked because I, I was enjoying him. He was he's a great actor. It was fun seeing him act all crazy yeah. and it was pretty messed up the stuff he was doing to, to Otto. Like, holy crap. Yeah, it was intense. <laughs> yeah, he brought everything to another level, but uh, I, I was interested to hear what you thought about that because a lot of people have said different things like for instance Axel says that they got rid of him at just the right time before it started getting cheesy uh, so I kind of agree with him on that too but I also agree that I feel like it should have been a little bit more that happened Yeah. but it was fun it was fun seeing the guy come in with revenge on his mind and then the revenge just kind of made him go crazy by the end and then he ended up dying but I thought that was pretty cool yeah when he was like like when he had that like that lady over and he like shoots her on accident, yeah. I was like, oh my god! Like <laughs> it was so comical, you know? Like, did you just shoot that lady? Like, what the hell is going on? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it did. I feel like his departure was definitely like coming in terms of like how long he stayed on the show. I just felt like it was very abrupt, you know? Like things are going, things are going, and then like there was no real like 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 come down and it was just like we're cutting it off and then it was gone um yeah so i don't know i mean i I do think if it would have stayed a little longer it definitely would have been like unnecessary stuff coming from that end of the story but um i just wish it was a little cleaner and his departure but oh well i mean it's played its part so it definitely did what it needed to do yeah Oh. But um, I felt the same way about Roosevelt because I really liked him, and he kind of got forgotten in the midst of Terra dying. But yeah, Juju shot him, and I really liked him as a sheriff. But no yeah, one talked like, about him anymore. All the cops, yeah, all the cops that were like, it, it, there's this weird thing about the show. If you're a good guy, you're more than likely gonna die. Like it's just kind of how it is. Hence why, yeah. like, Unser's still alive, because he's on the border of good and bad, you know? Like, 
Um, yeah, but, it's yeah, it the was, one guy that should be dead because of cancer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just him. weird, too. Like, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, they, they, they stretched his life and death on for forever. I thought he would have been died. Yeah, same. But, no, I was kind of disappointed that they killed him just because, like, I don't know, like, he was a, he was a great cop. I love that he stood up to, like, the lady in charge of his, like, kind of division or whatever. Like, I love that he was kind of, like, throwing stuff in her face. Like, you're willing to pin this innocent man for something based on some injustice or whatever. And it's, like, I love that. I thought he had great spirit, and I love that he didn't take anything or any crap from the sons, you know. He came in really strong, and he was just like, this is what it's going to be, you know. And I like that. Like, yeah. he just – there's not too many people who stood up against the, the sons and lived to tell about it, and unfortunately, he is not one of them anymore. But he was I, – I think he was one of my more, like, favorite, like, kind of side characters or whatever. And I was, like, kind of disappointed they took him out, too, because, like, I just felt like he could have added so much more to the show. So I'll miss him. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. but man, we we that, definitely went over a lot today. Yeah, we did. Wow, and Too it kind of feels like a, a burden <laughs> well, luckily, has been lifted. Yeah, like I've been holding on all this stuff. Like, don't say too much. You got to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then hopefully we won't have to do so. Well, hopefully we won't have as many episodes. Who's gonna end soon? So we won't have to worry too much about. You know, talking about that show. You know, it's so sad. Like, I'm just, I'm so disappointed in, like, Doctor Who. And, like, the quality just feels just overall a lot less than it used to be. Even with, like, the last few seasons with Matt Smith. Like, there was some level of, like, you know, enjoyment there. And now I'm just, like, watching it to talk about it. Like, I'm not, I just don't care. And it really bothers me. It really bothers me. I used to care so much about Doctor Who. Yeah, everything I'm hearing is that the finale is really good. So Of course it's good. I mean, that's the only thing that's ever good is the finale. And then maybe the first episode and then the movies. Like, I'm, I don't like that. Yeah. I want it to be good. I want it to at least have some, like, semblance. Like, there was stuff there before. Like, this, I don't know. just want it to feel know, think, fun and not an exhausting way. I think, I think Stephen Moffat is just run his course I, I, he might be trying to do too much I think he just yeah. has to pass it on to the next guy now yeah I mean you have four years yeah you have four years I feel like he, everything he's doing he's just trying to beat RTC like oh uh, he had David Tennant for four years I think he had Matt Smith for now David Tennant David Tennant went for three years and then I guess like a special season I don't know what that would have been Absolutely. Yeah, it was like a few random episodes. So yeah. I don't well, know, but yeah, it's definitely kind of passed it on. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you guys, I'll, I'll throw it over to Matt. Matt, you can give any final thoughts on anything, and you can say anything you want to say. You can promote Bob's Pizza. I don't care. Anything you want to say, it's to you right now. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Donald. Great conversation, guys. Thanks for including me in it, first off. And secondly, folks, you can uh, – Follow me on Twitter at Musical Concepts. And thirdly, uh, I know that none of us here are that much into procedurals, but this is the best season of Person of Interest yet, 
in my opinion. I can never get enough Amy Acker. So, uh, Root Shaw stuff. I'm, I'm a Root Shaw shipper. And, uh, that's it. All right. Okay. And... Are you still, you're still doing the Winterfell podcast, right, Matt? Oh yeah, I'm doing. I'm. Uh, we're reading. We're reading a couple books on podcast Winterfell, and we start rewatching season three um, next week, or is it this week, or is it next week? It's you would in, know. In, <laughs> yeah, we, we'll start rewatching season three. I think uh, you, you'll at least. The, I know there'll be a podcast next week. I pre-recorded all of those, so uh, and oh, I put cool. them up on the blog and scheduled them. So I I, I, I don't remember what the schedule is anymore. <laughs> Go to podcastwinterfell.com. dot com. It's up there. Maybe I should too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was great, uh, Camille. What about you? Um, closing thoughts. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Lady Oddity, and I too am watching a show that's not really part of this podcast, but, um, Legend of Korra, it is so freaking good. You don't even understand, Donald. I feel like I you would that. love that show. I, I just, hear that a lot. Uh, I really do. It's, um, just I'm in general, like the Avatar series, it's probably like one of my favorite. Like, it's just so endearing and like, it's great. And the season of Korra has been, really good so far and last season was just amazing it's just good you just gotta watch it so that's from me <laughs> okay uh i guess for me i just got direct tv so i, I have a I access to a ton of stuff that i've never had before a lot of stuff that's on demand and i've been going through that uh one thing i did find was the showtime series called episode starring matt leblanc which uh, I like Matt LeBlanc. I like Friends. Who doesn't? So I figured I'd watch it. And it turned out to be really, really good. I, I finished up season one. There's only seven episodes. Uh, and it's it, it, Matt LeBlanc plays himself. He plays a guy who's playing a part in a British show. And the British show got greenlit to, uh, for America. So they're redoing it in America. And they cast Matt LeBlanc, who's totally wrong for the, the part. And it plays like a real-life show behind the scenes. And it's really, really funny. And it takes some interesting turns that I think people won't see coming. And it's actually really, really good. I'm surprised I've never watched it until now. So if you get a chance, check it out. It's only like 30 minutes. So you can either knock down two episodes and just see if you like them. And uh, I guess that's it. Find me on Twitter, Donald Jr. If anybody's still listening, at this point, two hours in, thank you so much for, for listening. And please share this wonderful podcast with your friends. The end. Bye. 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 Bye.